So today's adventure, besides making a podcast episode for the first time, is figuring out how do we lock the door? Because the lock <laughs> is on the outside, and we are on the inside. So this will be fun. This will be fun. We'll figure it out. Hey. All right. So, Rory, what did you what did you bring to to podcast club? Well, the podcast club, I brought John dies at the end, which is a uh, a book about John and David, David Wong. <laughs> <laughs> this book is the most ridiculous book I've ever read, and it's one of my favorites. It's so bad. And should so I read good. the back? Yes, you should read the back. Okay, let's let's take a little dipsy. So, it starts off with a warning. Stop. A few bullet points. You should not have touched this book with your bare hands. No. Don't put it down now. It's too late. They're watching you. (laughs) This is like, it really threads the needle of being a little paranoid and also (laughs) a little bit nerdy. (laughs) It's all in one. So, it keeps going with. My name is David Wong. My best friend is John. Those names are fake. You might want to change yours. (laughs) I love a book that talks to me personally. (laughs) A book that makes me feel like it was written just for me and my phobias. (laughs) It continues. You may not want to know about the things you'll read on these pages. About the sauce. About Korok. About the invasion. And the future. But it's too late. You touched the book. You're in the game. You're under the eye. The only defense is knowledge. (laughs) You need to read this book to the end. Even the part with the bratwurst. Why? You just have to trust me. I always... Okay, (laughs) I've read this book several times, and I still think the part with the bratwurst is going to be way down the line instead of, like, the first four chapters. It's right in there. It's right at the beginning. And for those of you who have not read this book, you should, but somebody has to use a bratwurst as a phone... But the bratwurst is covered in mustard, and it's just, it's one of those scenes where you you really feel like you're in the story, because <laughs> every time I read that scene, my entire body hurts just a little bit. It's so fun. Yeah. Uh, this one is, this book is weird just because it's so not straightforward, and yet it doesn't feel like he has lost the plot, the writer. And I feel like most books that are <laughs> that satirical, I'm like, you have no idea what you're saying, do you? You don't know the you don't know the purpose of this. You you made this up on your toilet is the sense I get from a lot of satirical books. And I'm not pissing on writers who do that, but I've never come up with a good final draft on my toilet. Not even No, not even not even once, kids. <laughs> <laughs> don't revise on the toilet. That's what we've learned from episode one. Not uh, even once. Okay, do you have any quotes or memorable moments from John Dies at the End? Well, the bratwurst, obviously. There's a great time where he tries to transfer money through the bratwurst. So his friend has to dig through the bratwurst to try to find a $100 bill. Mm -hmm. When he, in fact, realizes he cannot do that. (laughs) He can speak through a bratwurst, but he cannot transfer money through a bratwurst, which is sad. Yeah, plot-wise... I feel like that needs to be mentioned. It's it's people trying to prevent the end of the world, but it's also somewhere between a drug trip and actually trying to prevent the end of the world. Kind of like the very worst version of all of those, open your eyes, step into new dimension, except for the new dimension is like slightly worse than the worst part of the Midwest. 
um, her body burst into snakes is a great quote. Ah, yes. <laughs> like, and that's, that's in the that's in the preface. That's yeah, that's the prologue. Her body burst into snakes, and also just a thing that I keep forgetting is like I feel like a lot of people who criticized this book forget that it's like the biggest thing that it's driving a screwdriver into is like white male superiority (laughs) and like they don't get that it's teasing that from Uh, page one obviously (laughs) (laughs) like that all of the characters are so not here for john and david's nonsense at all Uh, you gotta you gotta love john you gotta love john uh it's it's a it's one of those heartwarming sweet books that feels very much like the same reason I watch Cartoon Network when I watch it. Because I, I don't want to be smart right now. But I don't want to feel stupid. Yeah, it doesn't make you feel stupid. But you also don't have to think about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> what if I don't want to think? What if I'd like to be done for the day? What if I don't want to do the work today? I don't really want to do the work today. Yeah, so there's beautiful moments like that, or um, trying to fight off things with chairs and coming up with a bunch of chair puns. Oh, the chair pun. I forgot about the chair puns. How could you forget about the chair puns? It's been like two weeks. (laughs) Valid? (laughs) Question mark? While you're finding the chair puns page... uh, personally favorite quote is somebody gets into a fight with another character and this uh this girl kind of breaks it up by taking the one guy by the shoulders and just pushing him to the car okay we're gonna walk away now vroom (laughs) i'm like that is 100 something i would do also that would 100 work on me if i was in a fight if somebody just okay we're going over here vroom i'd be like all right we're going over here now hey okay we have the uh we have the here. She's taking the book now. Oh, good. I read the chair puns? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've been sentenced to the chair. Beep. <laughs> Me. They're all bad. Anyone else want to donate blood to charity? <laughs> oh, I love that one. There's, there's some dessert with a cherry on top. And that's the thing. This whole book has a very sincere character who's the <laughs> most ridiculous. If you've seen a movie like Across the Universe, it's like, what if Max was the only thing stopping the world <laughs> from ending? Or worse yet, your your older brother. Like, everyone's tip Just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, everyone's older brother is currently saving the world. And making chair puns while doing it. Like, this is an intense scene, by the way. This isn't just like a, oh, there was a bar fight. Like... They're fighting inter- interdimensional takeover beings that yes. will definitely take over this dimension. Like, there is a big black giant hole in the middle of the floor. The travelers out there, the beasts, I mean, they do have a weakness, John said. We know. Chairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that may be my favorite takeaway from this book. Do you mean the deep takeaway of, like, use what you got? Or do you mean, like, chairs will fix everything? When when you have a question, have a seat. Chairs. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it's only chairs. Yep, that's the weakness. And the, the whole, just this whole book is, what would you say, rated R? Yes. Yeah. Very, yes. extremely <laughs> R-rated. There is a film of it that I haven't seen, um, but... 
a huge stamp of recommendation for John Dies at the End by David Wong. So weird. It's so weird. Uh, some books like it, like if people like them. Mm-hmm. What each Fight Club? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fight Club. It's kind like it's more ridiculous, but like yeah, that type of vibe-ish. If Fight Club was funny, yeah. Like uh, if there was a lot of chair puns in Fight Club. Oh my gosh, it's like if <laughs> Captain Underpants and Fight Club had a baby. <laughs> so, Perfect. Yeah, the, Captain so Underpants you have to and Fight Club. Here for that. <laughs> yes, if if On the Road by Jack Kerouac, Fight Club, and Captain <laughs> Underpants had a three-way. So if you're a trash person. Read John Dies at the end. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Speaking of trash people, mm-hmm. let's go back to 2006. To, yes. Yeah. yeah. 2006. I got it right. Hey. Um, there was this album <laughs> by Family Force 5 that came out that is, you know, the genre is crunk. Which the fact that there's a genre named after a certain <laughs> state of inebriation should tell you the other bands that are playing this music. Uh, party rock anthem, broadly speaking, falls into the same yeah. category. And Family Force Five was <laughs> just killing the game. And they came out with oh. their debut, I would like to remind you. Their first <laughs> album is Business Upfront, Party in the oh, Back. Honey. Oh, honey. Sweetheart. Uh, which I forgot about and then rediscovered when I was making a John Dies in the End mixtape, which will be on my Spotify eventually. It's called John Dies in This Mixtape. Yes, please. I love, I listen to it way too much and I think it's causing problems. <laughs> what problems? For me and my face. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me this very specific face of like when I'm walking. And I put my headphones in and I listen to this specific playlist. I maybe walk with a little bit too much purpose and a little bit get out of my way on my face because I have places to be. That sounds like a feature, not a bug, but okay, go on. (laughs) I mean, it is, but sometimes that face... uh, is off-putting to others. In case anyone listening has not met Rory, she is 15 and about 5'4 <laughs> and like not... 5'3? You're slightly taller than me, I thought. Oh, yeah. What? I'm 5'3. Oh. I'm like 5'3 three and three quarters. So very slightly taller than me. And yes. uh, definitely not either the size or the body type to make people go like, <laughs> hmm, that's a fighter. So I'm wondering if this is a bad thing, but... Yeah, Family Force 5 is just really crunchy guitars, singing about having a good time, and also, like, one of the only clean albums it's about that. Like, I'm comfortable playing this album in front of children. There's a beautiful song called Country Gentleman, which is the one in the John Dice playlist, and it's, oh, every time I listen to it, and, like, this describes this specific chapter so perfectly. Like, this is John and David's anthem. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So apparently I have to put this on Spotify because we talked about it twice. Bingo. And for over a minute. So. You're welcome. I made her do that. Thank me, please. <laughs> it's very hard to make her do things. <laughs> it's it's very hard to make me do things unless you say, you can't do that. You don't have time. And then she does them <laughs> immediately in front of you. Uh, there's also a song called Supersonic on that album. It's super crunchy, and this is something I don't think you know about yet, uh, because we haven't ever gotten that far in the car. Right. But the rule with supersonic is that you have to headbang intensely when you get to the chorus, right. like really hard. And if you're the driver, there are no excuses. Yeah. Which is another reason why I am very good at 
looking for police and also uh, <laughs> driving with my hands in the right position and not moving my hands when I headbang because th- those were the rules when I was introduced <laughs> to the song and I'm I'm not here to change the rules like when when someone like your mentor teaches you this is what you do this is what you do and when a it's song about turning the music louder comes on you do, you do it you you just do, do it. it but just do it yeah it's John dies and 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 um party business up front party in the back mm-hmm. equally goofy yeah just equally goofy and like it's it's like if Goofy was rated R. Because mm. Goofy seems like a non-rated R word. But like if, if Goofy was rated R. Mm, Goofy, yeah. R-rated. And if Goofy is G-rated, it's uh, Family Force 5. Yes. I feel like Drama Queen off that album mm-hmm. is also like the thing that is missing from the Mean Girls film soundtrack. Like that is <laughs> the thing that they neglected to put... Uh into the soundtrack because it is Damien's song 100%. Oh, oh yeah. It's also possibly the most approachable like rock album. Mm-hmm. If you're not into rock music and you're into pop music, extremely approachable. Yes, 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 yes. Um but at this point I'm I'm assuming that you are you are already comfortable with a band like Paramore or something like that because if they're definitely radio music. Mm-hmm. Family Force 5 is like where you're stepping off the cliff into this does not play on the radio. Yeah. I have to find this. I will find you <laughs> and I'll hunt you down. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued and terrified. <laughs> but yeah, others any other I'm now I want to open it up and see like I know I'm missing a great song from that album and I don't know which one it is because you know. Right. So was this album the album that it was decided that the rule is you have to dance, which is why you got really good at chest pops. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. top half of your body got really good at uh, full body movements. Yes. The top half of my body is a great dancer. The lower <laughs> half of my body knows that it stands still and sometimes moves its hips. But the bottom half is kind of just here for the top half. It's yeah, given, it's moral support. It's mm-hmm. here for moral support. <laughs> yeah, my entire lower body is just here to make sure my top half looks great, which feels like my life story. <sighs> we figured it out. <laughs> hey, but yeah, no, that's true. Because Sarah and Kalea would would kind of, yeah, okay, that was it. And they were kind of um the type of people who. It's also, I think, my drama coaching style because. Again, for those of you who might not know, I uh, also do a lot of drama coaching at Rory, uh, and also <laughs> directly at me, and, and also, also with people, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I teach at the drama camp where she is a student. But me. it's fun and different. <laughs> the faces she's making right now um, look like they are, in fact, not fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's more me remembering I don't get to make in jokes one hundred percent of the time. But uh, but they're they're. Sarah and Clea's coaching style was basically like, we're going to embarrass you into doing embarrassing things. Uh, and so like, oh, you're not a good dancer. Everyone else in the car is dancing. You're going to have to figure it out. And you're going to have to figure it out, figure it out. now. So uh, I'm not great at sign language, but I can spell diva very quickly, <laughs> letter by letter, because those are that's another one of those rules. You When it gets to she's got that diva thing, that D-I-V-A diva thing, you have to spell it in the air. Well, obviously. Yeah. 
Well, that's how I found out I was a left-handed signer as well as a left-handed everything else. You found out? <laughs> you I didn't just assume? No, I tried it with my right hand for a little while, and I was like, Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you tried signing with your non-dominant hand first? Everybody else was right-handed, so I was like... <laughs> how did I not know this? <laughs> because I don't talk about being bad at things. <laughs> well, okay. Like, I think the same reason I, I I struggle with full sentences is why I struggle to learn a new language, because the grammar of this language eludes me. <laughs> I'm already confused. What? Gender, number, case. Ha! <laughs> but yeah, lots of chest popping to business up front, party mm-hmm. in the back, uh, which meant that when in Camp Rock, we had 36 chest pops <laughs> in 12 bars. She 12 was bars? ready. <laughs> I was like, my she time was has prepared. Come. My time has come. <laughs> I'm here for this. I have always been here for this. She is prepared. (laughs) (laughs) What if I don't want to do that many chest pops, I ask myself. And then I remember. Too bad. I'm not here to ask questions. I'm here to dance. If you're the third person in Honey, If You Love Me, you go into the middle. That is true. If you are the the role. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is why when I am teaching, I make it a rule that I am not allowed to be picked third. Because if a person can defeat me, that's one thing. Yes. See, I don't ever want to be picked third because I find that not fun because I hate being in the middle. Fun fact. Oh, yeah. Being in the middle, I I don't like it. I don't. I just don't. And make improv. I, I enjoy improv, but I don't enjoy improving um, if I don't have a direction. Yeah. Or if I have kind of that kind of thing just doesn't doesn't key me up. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because when I'm focused, all of my emotion drains, right. and, which is not great for a yeah. game where you're supposed to make people laugh. Like it just all drains into my feet and I don't feel anything and I just get the job done, <laughs> which at that point I just go to people who I know I can make laugh out of intimidation, like Sydney. <laughs> like I just try to scare, <laughs> just scare the children. I just try to scare Rory's best friend into getting me out of the circle. That's Break the babies. I whispered that to Sydney several times today while we were playing this game, Honey, If You Love Me, which if if you don't know that game, <laughs> what are you doing? Just kidding. Um, if you don't know that game, you get a big group of people in a circle. Somebody goes into the middle. And you try to make three, like a person laugh by going up to them and you can't touch them and they can't look away. But you have to say, honey, if you love me, give me a great big smile. And you have to do something funny and try to make them laugh. And if they laugh, then you switch places. But if they don't, uh, if they don't, then they just say, honey, I love you, but I just can't smile. And then you have to go into the next person. And that goes on for three people. And so the third person has to go in no matter what because fair-ish. It is the only way to get people who are not funny out of the middle. Exactly. And you do need an exit plan for people. And I feel like that is something uh, that drama teaches better than most things is you do need a backup plan at all times. And Honey, If You Love Me is one of those games that I am okay. I am good enough at that I am willing to play it when I am drama teacher, but not good enough at that I want to every time. Yeah. Although, fun fact, so we are doing a youth theater camp that has fourth graders to late high school right now, where I am one of the teachers, Rory is one of the students, one of the older, doing great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm like the, the oldest is 16, I'm 15. 
So it's very much like we were the two oldest people. And it's me and this 16-year-old. And we're friends. So If you yeah. count to how many years you've been there, you're the oldest. I, eight. This is my eighth. Hey. hey. Which means this is my ninth. Hey. Uh, sixth as an instructor. Sixth mm-hmm. as an instructor. Mm-hmm. So my ninth year. And uh, yeah, no. So <laughs> Rory's best friend today happened to like a photo of mine on instagram (laughs) during a no phone zone and i feel like she needs to get thrown under the bus for that because it was just so blazingly stupid (laughs) she just we were sitting and it was very much like kind of nip like we were just talking to the group or not we were but the staff not yeah the crew the crew we're talking to the group of children sitting on the floor and sydney just pulled her phone out of her pocket and uh, she just liked Heidi's photo. Heidi being one of the crew members <laughs> sitting up front talking. And so she got the notification that Sydney had liked her photo and just turned her head to Sydney and said, Sydney, put your phone away. I feel like that is peak. Mom, Sydney had his eyes open during <laughs> prayer. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is peak that moment, except for I am staff and allowed to be on my phone when I feel like it. Yeah. That is one of the privileges you get for managing 50 some odd children uh, and making sure that they're all alive. That's so many. That is, <sighs> we have a slightly, we have about nine, no, we have closer to 11 to one students. Right. Because there's 55 and there's five yeah. adults. And that math <laughs> is not the math that I'd love. And I just I remind like myself, it's a party. It's just a party in uh, in in musical theater. And oh. I'm sure that more about the show will come up uh, in the early episodes of the podcast, mostly because we are doing it in the early episodes of the podcast. And we are also recording this uh Three hours after rehearsal got out. Four hours after rehearsal got out. I took a nap for one of those hours, so I'm a little lost on, on when they ended. <laughs> a little dazed, but it's okay. So I'd like to bring yeah. up a controversy. Oh. The worst phrase <laughs> well, in film. you have to whisper? No, it's that it's, it's a moment that told me Charlize Theron is one of the best actresses of our time. <laughs> and also... One of the best pieces of writing I've ever heard, and it's from That Thing You Do, which came out in 1996, and yeah. it's, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to see my oh. boyfriend's music group. Ew. I hate it so much. Just It makes me want to cough. Like, not gag, but cough. Yeah, like, I mispronounce, like, music group, as opposed <laughs> to band. band. <laughs> like, not like a music group as in, like, a choir, or, like some something to that effect like a band not, not an like, undetermined musical conglomerate that yeah. does many different it's a rock band yeah they like, play there, there's four people it's a band like it's a rock band mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with like traditional rock instrument instruments there are two guitars a lead vocalist a background vocalist those are our two guitarists a bass yes. player who sometimes joins the backup vocalist on his mic because it's the past and a drummer oh what a what a guy the drummer's great his name is shades his name is shades and if you haven't seen that thing you do of the things that we've talked about john dies at the end is the least pure yeah uh business up front party in the back is so pure you forget that it's 
like written in the style of music that <laughs> you listen to in crunk <laughs> which is also a state of being if you were not aware it is it is a descriptor of if you've had alcohol and also cocaine yeah like the type of music <laughs> it is definitively club music that thing you do is the hufflepuffist of hufflepuff movies oh it's so great it's so great you know how most movies have like a plot point that only happens because people didn't communicate like most biopics or like that is part of the plot is that two people didn't have a conversation and therefore the plot can can move forward yeah are there any moments in that thing you do that that happens Uh. because i feel like they always have the conversation like with the managers they like oh we don't want to do this because blah 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 yeah and the manager says something along the lines of that's not in your contract you're crazy that there's yeah. no problem here and they go oh okay it's fantastic great it also has pre lord of the rings live tyler in it which is oh. just <laughs> and pre snow white and the huntsman charlie's throne which means that both of our leading ladies uh got to grow up and have their own kingdoms so we're oh. all so proud of them we're all so proud <laughs> Uh, And the soundtrack for that movie, I almost brought as an album instead of the movie because I like the soundtrack so much. (laughs) But if you haven't seen that film, it's set in the 60s and it's a band that comes out with a hit single called Mm -hmm. That Thing You Do uh, because the drummer speeds it up. And when I first saw the movie, it was actually because I was in a band and we refused to speed up a song. (laughs) and so john davis who will come up in many stories insisted that we watch all of that thing you do to understand that sometimes speeding up a song is better but his plan backfired because (laughs) me the lead guitarist and and singer actually ended up quitting the band and it all fell apart (laughs) (laughs) and so that plan was ruined it 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 worked slightly too well i took the wrong takeaway from that film yeah Um, yeah yeah (laughs) But I very much like the film, and the soundtrack does not feature any songs that were actually written in the 60s, which yeah. is so, it's so on the nose with the mixing style. Yeah. Like, it, the microphones, the equipment that they use is all either genuine or replica, and each of the songs that were composed for the film just sound so legitimately from that era. Yeah. Like, all, all the... Like all the beginning of the songs, the drum beat in all of them, I'm just like, oh, 60s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. The fake James Bond song. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the fake the fake Supreme song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every single song in that film is great. Uh, the The title song is, is the best, which is good because you have to hear it in that movie <laughs> 18 uh, times at least. Probably. I d- yeah, I've never right. counted, but they just, d- yeah, it's. It it also, now that I'm thinking about it, is probably why I like Lemonade Mouth so much. Because Lemonade right. Mouth feels like that thing you do, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's the sentence. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to add to this uh, conversation about, about that. But because it is 100% correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very cleverly written. There's a theatrical version and a director's cut and... If you approach that thing you do, uh, actually like John Dies and like Business Up Front and Party in the Back, and this is the thing that makes this podcast make sense, there are all things that if you approach it as a trash, guilty pleasure, (laughs) you will have a great time and really enjoy it. And if you approach it like it's the greatest work of film, literature, or uh, audio experience you're going to have, you're going to have a bad time. Yes. So come to it thinking, 
all right, I want some trash. Let's do this. And then you'll be pleasantly surprised with the recyclings you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's they're all not profound, but they're all deeply themselves. And it, yeah. I feel like there's not very many things that are deeply themselves. Yeah. Like movies and shows. Um, the Office is one that oh. I can think of that yeah. is very yeah. thoroughly itself and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Parks and Rec. Um, all three of those needs to go on the list. Mm-hmm. All th- anything we mention we're going to eventually talk about we started with these because uh, they're easy to not spoil because spoiling the plot of John Dies at the end is difficult in the sense that you would have to explain <laughs> the entire story <laughs> which is um, if you can't see the book right now but it is I'm not doing approximately I'm doing actually 466 pages mm-hmm. so it is there's quite a lot going on the front of the book and the back of the book seem like a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, yeah, there is a part one and a part two. And it would not, any other writer probably would have split them into John dies at the end and then a different book. Yeah. But, but nope. Like the middle and the back seem like a completely different mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Like we have so much going on. Another, another one like that. Uh, that we are going to have to talk about is the big sleep. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. eventually have to talk about the big sleep. Yeah. But yeah, this this podcast has no plot except for we bring three things. That's the whole plot of the and podcast. Then we talk about them and then other things. And then other things. So like some cast of <laughs> characters you'll need to know is Sydney, Rory's best friend. Hi. She's she's Sydney. Yeah, she's that Sydney. That wasn't Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> That was Rory saying hi for Sydney because I know she, that she would say hi. Are there other people that we need to... That is that is a cast member you will eventually... I don't know if we want to bring her on uh, soon, but we definitely want to bring her on eventually. At some point. Yeah, once we make once we make a final decision about whether this is a clean or explicit <laughs> I podcast. I was just about to say. <laughs> either that or we train her properly to stop it. <laughs> so we attend the same game night at a church. Uh, and we neglected to invite Sydney for a few weeks just because of the question of can Sydney be PG and either winning or losing, like either losing mm-hmm. as in she's a bad, like sore loser or a sore winner. Like if she wins, will she be able to <laughs> contain yeah. it? I feel like I am a reasonably okay loser and only a slightly obnoxious winner. Like I'm not great at yeah. either, but I'm not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Having played against you. You slightly obnoxious winner, but like it's hand. You don't just scream things. You just kind of do it quietly in a very like ha 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 way. Yeah, I'm a snarky winner. There we go. But I, I, I mostly because uh, things I am good at, I am extremely good at, and things <laughs> I am bad at, I am hopelessly bad at. Profoundly. <laughs> uh, I am deeply bad at certain things, and I'm adequate at most things, but, like, I rolled for a six or a seven on most of my skill sets, yeah. but the ones that I didn't roll for a six or a seven uh, from birth are in the negatives, in the sense of, like, you cannot realistically improve at this at any speed that will be helpful. Except they fell for, off the table. <laughs> the dice fell off the table yeah, and, and rolled it, under the carpet. Yeah, you get it. You rolled a zero in drawing. Congratulations. <laughs> you can't draw. Uh, you rolled a zero in not blushing. Congratulations. Congrats. Your entire body will blush. Hey. Good work. You're very pale. Hey. Um, <laughs> although your mom said that I'm getting better at painting. Yes. Um, well... 
because if you didn't know me, you don't know my mother, which is a, a wrong statement. Mm. <laughs> but I said it, so we're going to roll with it. But uh, my mother is the set designer for these these show things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. The theater. The theater. The theater. <laughs> yes, the theater. And we work <laughs> for a company called Theater Theater Maui, and it's spelled R-E, not E-R. So get it right. Support Theater Theater Maui. Get it's a nonprofit. It right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... She's the set designer and set builder and does all the all the set things. And for such a long time, me and Heidi and a few other people, but mostly me and Heidi, Heidi and I, I apologize for the <laughs> grammar and speller user <laughs> winner right here. <laughs> Ooh, that's a deep cut that we'll talk about it another time. Go on. <laughs> okay. So, um... We are these things called one-color technicians, which basically meant uh, we will paint things one color. Like, we will paint the canvas white, and we'll do a few coats of that. Or if you need it blue, we can do blue. We can do basically any color out there. You want it red, we can make it red. You want it pink. Oh, pink. Pink? I I I can do pink. I know pink. Uh, But we did become incredibly adequate at wood grain. Yes, and uh, I on, I have sworn swish swish. I have sworn swish swish. By the way, is if you are painting a castle wall, <laughs> and you want it to look like there the rock has texture, you make a little circle and then a couple swishes at random. So yep. you draw draw the eye of Sauron, and then a couple more swishes, <laughs> and you're good. And then you just kind of swish swish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we painted. I counted them. And oh. we painted 12 <laughs> separate castle flats last year. Like not not uh 12 like uh let's say a flat is bigger about like basically it's about the size of a door, a little a bigger. Bigger than a door. That, yeah, that's what I was going to use as a comparison cuz I see a door right there. Whoa. Using what's around me like a chair. I see a little silhouette <laughs> of a door. Paint it back, paint it back and paint it more in gray. Yes. So um, it's basically a little bit bigger than a door, which is a lot of space, and you paint things on it so that <laughs> you can have scenes in places that are not just a room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can have you can have castle walls. You can do anything. You can do forests. You can do castles. You can make a flat anything you want. But we had several sets because it was Beauty and the yes. Beast. Uh, and if you've seen the movie, either movie, you know that there are a few locations in the, in the story of Beauty and the Beast. And they're all very different. Different enough that we couldn't do what's called a representational set, which is where you make the audience play pretend too. Yeah. We had to actually show the sets. And also, yeah. uh, because the competency level dropped off right there at the end, Rory and I got upgraded to, hey, can you actually paint straight lines <laughs> in the yeah. tavern scene? Which was... A remarkable case of miscasting that yeah. turned out okay enough. Yeah. We can see, we've discovered, we've gotten better. We can paint things that are outlined for us. In the last six years, <laughs> we have gotten more skilled. We have grown. <laughs> yes. Exponentially. Rory at 15 is not the painter she was at nine. <laughs> Go me. 10 points to Rory Delaney. I used your last name because I'm going to use your Twitter handle as part of the promo. Oh, yeah, I have a Twitter. Fun fact, guys, I have a Twitter. I never use it. I used it once to post about a thing that 
me and Heidi did. Heidi and I. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's called How Far I'll Go slash slash satisfied because it is a mashup and I don't like using the word mashup in titles of things because no. it doesn't it doesn't feel like a mashup. It feels more woven than yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm mashing potatoes. It feels like I'm weaving a blanket. <laughs> yeah, it's more shuffled together. <laughs> yeah. And also completely linear as far as how far I'll go is concerned. So it doesn't quite feel the same as mashup. Yes. But that is awesome and available for free at my website, www.hidturner.com. It's free. Do it. I do lots of free things. Okay. So what is your recommendation of the week? Okay. So does it have to be... Rephrase. Can it be something that we're going to talk about in a later episode? It can be something, just not next week's, because yeah, listeners, we're going to try our best not to spoil everything. There's going to be some spoilers. More importantly, uh, you can you can read along, but we figure you're probably going to be reading what we talked about last week if you're being that extra, <laughs> as opposed to what we're talking about next week. So... What are what are you looking I, at? I do have a rec. Okay. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a single song and it's called A Change of Scene. Ooh. Because I'm a huge nerd and I like it a lot. Who and is? it's basically based on this uh YouTube uh short film called Gilded Lily. The Case of the Gilded the Lily. Cases of the Case of the Gilded Lil- Lily. Yes, mm-hmm. by Shipwrecked. Shipwrecked Comedy. Yep. So, um yeah, there's a song in there, and it's basically like a like a flapper-type black-and-white movie thing, mm-hmm. like 1920s-ish detective-y movie. You know the sorts, but like a like kind of a play at it a little bit. It's very, very postmodern jukebox, except for the song is original a yes. little bit. So it's called A Change of Scene, and uh, it's 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 very good yes (laughs) it is sung by one of our mutually favorite actresses mary kate wiles who deserves a better career than she currently has and all of her work is great that i have seen i have not seen her in something that i went oh yeah like it's all very like yes mary kate get it my plug for mary kate wiles this week because there will be many (laughs) probably over the course of this podcast is that she's one of those actors who you see her and you're like oh i hope she doesn't get typecast as this thing that is completely different from the last role that i saw her playing (laughs) like she's never She's never typecast. Like, she's always something new. It really, really helps that her boyfriend and uh, his sister are writing a lot of their roles. Yeah. But she is very, very chameleon-like in the sense that you always believe her characters and they are always very good. But, okay, Change of Scene by Mary-Kate Wiles is your recommendation. I was looking for something else, but then I saw that and I was was tempted. Excellent. And get it. Is that on iTunes and things? It is. It is on the full internet? Yes. A change of scene is on the full internet. It is on iTunes. Okay. I and uh, I think here I'll read the full what it says. A change of scene parentheses from uh quote quotation the case of the gilded li- the case of the gilded lily quotation uh parentheses there's more but I can't see it. So we're just going to go we're just going to go with that. You'll find it. Yeah, it's it's not that hard, and you can also f- find it uh, on on the uh, on the internet on the YouTube. That's where I was looking on the YouTube's because uh, the case of the Gilded Lily is on YouTube, and we are definitely talking about that in a future podcast. Yep. Uh, before we started recording, and before I give my wreck of the week, we texted a group chat, uh, and we have some great name suggestions. Uh, something about the Austins—that's a deep cut. <laughs> uh, talk that walk, read that read from Bailey. 
my favorite Friday's no good. How about Wednesday? <laughs> uh, from Chloe, Shabbat Shalom, bitches. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Uh, we're gonna lit talks with Lizzie's, which is uh, is another deep cut that that if we go with that name, we're gonna have to explain. Lizzie's talk lit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Shabbat Shalom might might in fact be my favorite. But we're going to have to figure it out. But we'll have to, maybe. Maybe? I love Shabbat Shalom. But I also said that today, which made me very happy. Uh, and neither of us are Jewish. So we're going to have to be careful with that one. Yep. Um, we love our Jewish listeners, assuming they exist. Assuming that any listeners exist. <laughs> Your mom is definitely going to listen to this podcast. Ooh. <laughs> so we get, hello, mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Annabelle. I stole your daughter. <laughs> um, Let's see. Okay, my wreck of the week. I'm going to go with a movie. Ooh, spassing it up. Uh-huh. A little, a little different. A little and I spassy. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> and uh, my movie recommendation of the week is super old, but super approachable. And I feel like if someone is looking for a smart movie... Uh, as in a movie that other people will assume you are a smart person, mm-hmm. but you don't actually want to have to try super <laughs> hard to watch it, <laughs> yeah. uh, is The Maltese Falcon, starring oh, Humphrey yeah. Bogart, which is a detective story. And it is, how long is it? It's about an hour and a half, a little over. Mm-hmm. And when, if you skip the credits like I do, um, <laughs> it's definitely an hour and a half. So it's a really short watch. It's in black and white. And the setting, it's one of the very few movies from the past that I I think there is absolutely no way to remake it and make it mm-hmm. even different in a in a slightly positive right. way. There are lots of movies that I think there's no reason to remake, like To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. Um, but that one was filmed in black and white as a as a director's choice. I don't know if you right. knew that. It was post black and white right. era, and they did it because yes, it was I did set know in the that. past. Yeah. Um, Maltese Falcon is is not. It is. It was filmed in 1941, and it is so 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 good. Uh, <laughs> it's an excellent book, but as a film it just works on a lot of levels and the story keeps moving and i think a lot of modern detective stories have lost a little bit of letting us trust the detective mm-hmm. um this this one really trusts the detective and also does not make him seem like a good person uh, and it's not a sherlock holmes story where you're completely 100 percent sure that the detective is above everyone else by very much right he yeah. is barely keeping his head <laughs> above water Aww, uh, and it's set in san francisco mostly at night which is a really interesting mm. choice so my recommendation for the week is the maltese falcon which i believe is available uh on streaming and also on dvd and it's a turner classic and it's just a great great film and uh one of those smart people canonical blah 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 films that i actually <laughs> think is worth watching and not overrated yeah. so that's one thing that I think we'll have to talk about in a later podcast, but pretty movies. Like movies mm. that you, movies and TV shows that you just want to look at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it is pretty. Yeah. You, you can turn the sound off and it wouldn't matter. It is just pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looks uh, good. So I'm not sure if you remember, but Queer Eye comes out today. The day that we're recording this. Yes. <laughs> season two of, of Queer Eye came out. <laughs> um, so we're going to wrap it up. Okay. Any shout-outs from you? Yes. Um, Shout-out to my mother, who slightly influenced this podcast, because while painting sets one day, we talked for, which we didn't realize, about eight hours with 
barely any silences and she was quite amazed i would like to point out also that when you say slightly influenced it was something along the lines of you guys should have a podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) this podcast is also slightly influenced by my old boss becca who told me also i should have a podcast but just because of the snark i offered from behind my desk thanks becca oh thank you (laughs) roll credits this podcast's theme music is Downtown Love by Reese from his EP It's Okay to Be Sad, which is an all lowercase and a great artistic decision. Shout out to Reese for letting us use his music. And it's edited and produced by me. Pre production is done by Rory and I because we have to watch and read and listen to all of these things. <laughs> we do, in fact, have to do a little bit of work. We do much prep uh, the entire lifetime up to this point. 